Well, maybe that's more suspect if you use taking care of business than anything with aeroplane. Oh, oh my god, Let's go. Oh, oh okay. Fine. Great. Fantastic. Um, thanks for joining us. Welcome to What A Way To Go, a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Claire. I'm Eleanor. And yeah, this is episode 40, which as regular listeners know, is the special that we do every 10 episodes, which is a celebrity special where we talk about a celebrity that has died unusually nearly died unusually or is involved in some form of a bizarre story. Can we ever top Paul Nichols from episode <laughs> 20? Was it 20? I think it was 10. 10. 10. I think that it was, was 10. Come out swinging for that one. Jesus. Yeah. It was celebrity special. It was a, a surprisingly good story. You weren't prepared for how good it was going to be. I wasn't prepared for how good it was going to be. <laughs> it went down an absolute treat. It really did. Recommend going back if you're new and haven't listened to episode 10. A lot of people outside of our UK listeners won't know who he is. Mm. Please Google Paul Nichols in the 90s because he was fit. So beautiful. Mm. Really, really good looking. I mean, he's quite good now. Mm. Was he in EastEnders? Yeah. 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 Fine. He was Joe. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, but I realised we what we did in the first celebrity special was we got an independent adjudicator my husband to check that we weren't doing any of the same stories and we sort of half did it for this one but then yeah Dalia and I got by half drunk. you mean you two did it yeah. Yeah. and forgot to tell me <laughs> Dalia and I then... did it drunk on Saturday but I've changed my story today so <laughs> we're all in the dark okay so who knows Could, well, there might be a, a joint story somewhere in today's episode I've we... got a backup actually okay fine I don't think either of you have got, would have done mine good Let's hope not, because you're going first. That's confident, isn't it? That's really confident. That's really confident. I like it. Um, and so this is going to be the last episode for a little while. We're going to have a break. We're we're regrouping. We're refreshing ourselves. We're also going to Portugal, Thailand and New York in yep. the intervening few weeks. All together. Podcast yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. tour. <laughs> um, See you there. So, yeah, we, we will keep you updated on social when we're coming back but it's going to be a, a, a good few weeks at least. So Yeah, like last year, basically, yeah. we had a bit of a break between episode 20 and 21. Yeah, so just don't, just don't get your knickers in a twist. We're coming back and we're going to leave you with this. We're going out in a blaze of glory yeah. with this episode 40. Mm. If anything, you can re-listen to old episodes. We're still funny. Back on the old ones, so yeah. it's fine. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Do you like, like, maybe you want a break too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. maybe you need a break from maybe us, actually. Fucking sick of it. Maybe you want to go to Portugal, Thailand and <laughs> New York. Yeah. Big trip. Fine, fair enough. Well, enough of this chit-chat. Yeah. Dales, do you want to kick us off with that it's, first? It's my go. And I, I do want to say, I thought of this so long ago, and really I should have started working on it ages ago, but I started too, Today. too late. So, But the, the good, so I might need a lot of editing, but the good thing is I'm editing this week, so <laughs> it's Perfect. fine. Because I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, oh no, hang on, is that one? Um, so, as, as, as my want quite often... I'm gonna start with Ooh, a song. A song. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, a song. Yeah. Oh my god, are you doing the murder of Tupac? I am doing the murder oh of Tupac Shakur. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the murder of Tupac Shakur. Or was it? And 
Yeah, exactly. Or was it? And all of the mental conspiracy theories Amazing. around it. I am. Um, I came across that song because when I used to go to my dad's, I didn't really have that much to do, so I just used to watch like a lot of MTV and that. MTV. Yeah, nice. And I saw that before I knew it was. A, an odd song, and B, Tupac was dead. Mm. So then when I found out, it was like <laughs> I'd seen a guy. It was so weird. I had no idea because I was just like on my own at my dad's just watching <laughs> MTV videos. And uh, yeah, quite weird. Sorry, that was just a little... Fair enough. Well, I feel like there's like, for me, I think when kind of music TV properly first came about and became really accessible was like when the box came to Yes, I love the box. And you could ring in. You could text in. Yeah, there was was some kind of like interaction. So like got like a very vivid kind of maybe two, three year memory of like watching nothing but music videos. I saw, I was obsessed with um, the video by 98 Degrees. Which was Uh, Nick Lachey's band. Oh yeah, oh my God. And everyone calls me emo. Fuck off, everyone. And um, what was that band? O-Town. 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 Liquid Dreams. Dreams, yeah. That was a great video on the box. And NSYNC Bye Bye Bye. Oh, yeah. It's nice that everyone was having parallel experiences because when I look back, I was like, oh, you weren't really doing like much else just because I didn't really know what to do with my time. Yeah. I mean, what else do you do when you're a kid? You just wait Mm. till you're older and you can drink. Yeah, yeah maybe that's this is before was. you realised you could do that. Don't worry. Yeah, God, we were all doing it. Shared experience. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely fine. Yeah. Anyway, Tupac. Mm. Um, so Tupac Amaru Shakur did the song Changes that you just heard. It's, it's not, it's not my favourite of his songs, I'll be honest. Uh, what is your favourite of his songs? The really violent one. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah. So he was, Tupac was a central figure of West Coast hip-hop in the 90s, like classic kind of around 1990 to 1996. He was like the, the, the poster boy for West Coast hip-hop, which included Snoop Dogg. A lot of them were on like Death Row Records. Um, it was like a real kind of moment for West Coast or for hip-hop generally because on the East Coast you had Notorious B.I.G., you had Puff Daddy. So it was like that kind of like early to mid-90s was a real kind of peak hip-hop era. Tupac was actually, I only found this out today, he was actually born in Harlem. Oh, I didn't know that. But then he moved over to like the Bay Area. So I'm not going to go too much into Tupac's life. He made some good songs. I was like, I ostensibly like Tupac, but I was not like, I don't love his music. I love his face. Good Mm. face. Mm, Good face. But I didn't, you know, I was, I say it was more of a biggie girl. I was literally like 11, so I probably wasn't like... I wasn't the hip hop connoisseur that 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 you are now. I am. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, Tupac. All you need to know is that he was a very, very, very famous rapper Mm. at the absolute peak of his career in 1996 and he had been good friends with the notorious big mm. until in 1994 and this is not his death in 1994 tupac was shot and robbed in the entrance of a new york music studio tupac then sparked a feud with biggie or notorious big after accusing him and puff daddy of having some involvement in this robbery and biggie and puff daddy both denied this before he was p diddy and then was there something else what did he become after? Oh, just Diddy. Yeah. And then Puffy. Was he just a symbol for a bit or was that just that's, Prince? That's Prince, I think. Fine. Anyway, so the point of this story is Tupac's death. So on the night of September 7th, 1996, Shakur was in Las Vegas, Nevada to celebrate his business partner, Tracy Danielle Robinson's birthday. He attended a boxing match, uh, which was Bruce Seldon versus Mike Tyson with Suge Knight, who was the founder and CEO of Death Row Records. So this is like P. 
pins back to the kind of the real moment that hip hop was having in the states at the time, and Death Row was kind of like leading the charge. The the first big like breakthrough record that Death Row put out was Dr. Dre's The Chronic in 1992. Mm. So that's kind of like this is the class of 94, the class of Death Row, all of which has included Tupac and Snoop Dogg and Biggie, etc. So they're gone to a fight. He's with Suge Knight at the MGM Grand at this boxing match. After leaving the match, one of Knight's associates spotted Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, an alleged Crips gang member from Compton, California, in the MGM Grand lobby. So the Crips are obviously one of the big gangs in Compton. There are literal entire podcast series about, like, the feuds between the gangs and also, like, the tie-in of the hip-hop community. So that's not the story I'm here to tell. I'm here to talk about batshit conspiracy theories. So I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. So... Earlier that year, Anderson, so the uh, Crips gang member, and a group of Crips had robbed a member of Death Row's entourage in a Foot Locker store. And bearing in mind, Shug is the CEO of Death Row. So Knight's associate told Shakur, who attacked Anderson, assisted by his and Knight's entourage. The fight was captured on the hotel's video surveillance. After the brawl, Shakur went with Knight to Death Row-owned Club 662, and Shakur rode in night's 1996 black bmw sedan as part of a larger convoy so they're all going from the mgm grand to club 662 which is owned by death row at around 11 p.m they were halted on las vegas boulevard by metro bicycle police for playing the car stereo too loudly and not having license plates <laughs> these were found in the trunk of night's car and the party was released without being ticketed also i understood have you been to vegas yeah i understood vegas to be a fairly lawless place not getting pulled over to ha- oh, right, getting pulled over to have like for having a stereo too loud feels. No, I think there's like certain parts of Vegas which are like quite bad areas, mm. and I think that there's a lot of police that frequent there to pick up bad people. Well, people mm-hmm. slash bad people all the time. Very different to what you would see in a casino slash on the actual casino strip. Got don't, it. Don't quote me on that. All right. That's when I helpful. got to my hostel in Las Vegas, we saw people getting arrested, mm. and then we stayed there for four days. Sweet. Did you get arrested? I didn't get arrested, luckily. Oh. Could have done. Things I got up to in Vegas. Whee. So, at 11.15pm, when they were at a stoplight, a white four-door late-model Cadillac with unknown occupants pulled up to the right side of Shakur's sedan. Someone inside rapidly fired gunshots at Shakur. He was hit four times, twice in the chest, once in the arm and once in the thigh. One of the bullets went into Shakur's right lung. Suge Knight was hit in the head by fragmentation. Shakur's bodyguard, Frank Alexander, was not in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. He said that Shakur had asked him to drive the car of Shakur's girlfriend, Kidada Jones. After arriving at the scene, police and paramedics took Knight and the wounded Shakur to the University Medical Centre of Southern Nevada. According to an interview with music video director Gobi, while at the hospital, Shakur received news from a death row marketing employee that the shooters had called the record company and threatened Shakur. Gobi informed that Las Vegas police, but said that the police claimed to be understaffed. At the hospital, Shakur was heavily sedated, placed on life support machines, and ultimately was put under a barbiturate-induced coma to keep him in the bed. While in the intensive care unit on the afternoon of 13th September 1996, Shakur died from internal bleeding. He was pronounced dead at 4.03pm. The official causes of the death were noted as respiratory failure and cardiopulmonary arrest in connection with multiple gunshot wounds. How old was he? He was like 29, right? He was 25. Oh my God. Fucking hell. Maybe. So, as is sometimes the case with big celebrity deaths, a whole massive raft of completely bonkers conspiracy theories emerged almost immediately. 
starting with number one, the cremation theory. Mm-hmm. Suge Knight, and so he was cremated the the, the following day. That like, is not immediately normal, right? cremated. It doesn't seem normal. In some religious practices, it is normal to sort of bury or cremate immediately, but this was like not that. It seems quite <laughs> rapid. So Suge Knight claims he paid an astonishing three million dollars for Tupac's cremation the day after he died. However, the man who carried out the process allegedly disappeared and has never been seen again. Oh, I love that. There were also inconsistencies in the crematory process. For example, Tupac's social security number was not registered in the official death index. So you can see straight away these are like conspiracy theorists and fans just going like, no, he can't be dead. And I always wonder, like, does it stem from a place of just not wanting to believe that they're dead? Like, you know, like um, the kind of Sandy Hook truth is, I mean, that's tied up in a lot of complicated politics, but also there might be a big part of human subconscious that just doesn't want to believe that something awful has happened you know? yeah like, yeah will cling on to anything that, means that would rather hasn't... believe people are able to make shit like that up than yeah. actually kill small children yeah, yeah exactly conspiracy number two tupac was giving us clues <laughs> so he had a he tupac also went by the stage name machiavelli and i so i remember i remember a lot of these conspiracy theories from the time but this is the one i remember the most <laughs> because it's so tenuous. <laughs> so Tupac, um, Tupac also went by the stage name Machiavelli, which was the same name as the Italian strat- strategist Niccolo Machiavelli, who pretended to fake his death. Also, if you if you switch around the letters in Machiavelli, you get... I, <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you get... Am alive, K. <laughs> Tupac's, Tupac's The Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory album was also released under that name and featured him as Jesus Christ on the cover who came back after seven days. I don't know where the K comes from in Am Alive, K, but well, just just gone, there's just a K yeah. left over where you're just going to stick it in there. It's, it's really nice and tenuous. <laughs> The cremation theory mm. is that is that so then to suggest that like they did it so quickly so that no one would know that it wasn't actually his Him. body or that he never got cremated because he maybe they dead. never cremated no one uh, okay because he wasn't dead right I mean could be could, could be any number of be. things uh, number three Tupac's still alive in Cuba uh, yeah Fine. spotted in Cuba there's been endless speculation about the possibility of both Biggie and Tupac still being alive mm. Biggie was obviously. Uh, infamously killed in a drive-by shooting quite soon after Tupac's death. It was something like nine months, Yeah, wasn't it was it? pretty close it was together. Really so lots of people think both Biggie and Tupac still be alive. A video which has had nearly two million views on YouTube shows Suge Knight joking around with a man that looks a lot like Tupac whilst in Cuba. However, the clip only shows the back of Pac's head. <laughs> so it could just be a bald man. Perfect, it's him. Yeah. Definitely him. Okay, conspiracy number four. Suge Knight plotted it. The Death Row Records boss was in the car with Tupac when he was shot, and some people believe he may have been involved. Although no link has ever been proved, the mogul was charged with murder after allegedly... Not of Tupac. After allegedly running over two men and killing one following an argument on the set of the Tupac movie All Lies on Me in 2015. Isn't he a bad guy anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't I think, he... generally speaking, he's not great. Wasn't he accused of giving Easy e HIV or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a rumour. Like, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that to me, the reasoning behind that seems quite like I don't really understand. Just because he's then later accused of murder, why would he have I killed? I think, no, I why think he, he was killed, also like, quite a dodgy his, person yeah. for mm. lots of different reasons. But Tupac would have been a, a real cash cow for him. Anyway, mm. I mean, all of this is insane. But if you fake, if you kill someone, he's still a cash cow for you without claiming his own money. True. Ooh. 
Ooh. So you get you get bank. Glowing wide open. That's it. That's it. Of course. Solved, solved it for you. Solved it. Okay. Um, conspiracy number five. The FBI did it. <laughs> Always. They're always involved. Yeah. So many fans believe that Tupac was killed by the FBI in an attempt to end violent rap culture. Oh my <laughs> god. That'll do it. That's a that's a good way to do it. Sure, just, yeah. just, he was the only one. He just violently kill rap, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, and hope that the problem will just Yeah. Yeah, just to say like, oh look, listen, kids, this is where the violent rap culture gets you dead. Um so because obviously this was in the midst of the infamous West Coast, East Coast hip hop war. There was also there is also a belief that they killed Biggie for the same reason. However, this has never been proven. It's like neither. <laughs> okay, number six, more clues. Tupac was leaving clues not only in his stage name, but in his lyrics. So some fans still believe Tupac was sending cryptic clues to his fans through his music. On Richie Rich's track, I mean, N-word done change, there's lots of N-words involved in rap. Um he rapped, I've been shot and murdered, can't tell you how it happened, word for word. But best believe that N word gonna get what they deserve. I've never felt so white, white in English. White. <laughs> uh, on another song called "Life of an Outlaw," he raps all for the street fame on how to be managed to plan shit six months in advance to what we plotted, approved to go on swollen. Now I got it. I mean, that doesn't feel quite as no quite as obvious as a standout lyric. But there you go. Um, number seven conspiracy theory: Biggie did it. Is that a conspiracy theory? That's well, just a theory. I mean, lots of people, yeah, true. That's very true. Just Biggie did it. And he is dead. Okay, the conspiracy theory number eight links back to Tupac's seven-day conspiracy theory, which which links back to his uh, Don Caluminati, the seven-day theory album. So here we go. This is where we get deep into uh, Nonsense. loopy territory. Tupac fans have noticed that the number seven is a frequent consistency throughout his life. He was shot on 7th of September, age 25, 2 plus 5. Oh, yeah. Guys, 2 yep. plus 5. That's maths. He officially died at 4.03pm, 4 plus 0, plus 3, equals 7. Yep. His birthday is the 16th of June, 1 plus 6. 7. Etc. June is the 6th month. Oh. <laughs> Cut that. So close. Um, some people believed he would return after seven years. However, hip hop fans are still waiting. Yeah, he's not come back yet. No, no it's, it's been um, a while. It's been quite a long time. Two pack number nine. So this is going back to Orlando Anderson, the the alleged Crip member Orlando Anderson. Um, one of the most popular theories surrounding the death of Tupac is that gangbanger Orlando Anderson was the killer. Anderson was later shot to death in Compton very soon after Tupac's death, following a gun battle. So. Seems like he was quite mixed up with bad things. As and an aside, mm. it blows my mind that the phrase gangbanger mm. is for a gang, not, a gang yeah. member in America yeah. and over here it means that you have sex with multiple big, people. Yeah. yeah, big orgy. It's Every quite... time I hear it on Good Girls, I'm like, this is not the right terminology, guys. <laughs> Come on. The, the tenth theory is less of a conspiracy theory and more of a theory about how it could have been prevented. Snoop Dogg could have saved Tupac's life. Hollywood actor and comedian Faze and Love believe Snoop Dogg had the connections within the Crips gang to stop any potential threats on Tupac's life. And bearing in mind they were label mates, mm. Snoop Dogg has got a strong... Well, I think he has literally come out as a Crip. Has he? Well, he's, he always thinks about being a Crip. So yeah. I assume that's coming out as a Crip, right? <laughs> what am I getting tangled up in? <laughs> the Crips going to come <laughs> Please and get don't me? get shot. <laughs> Please. I'm not sure what a way to go is on their radar, if I want to... <laughs> Maybe um, one day. Yeah. In an Instagram live session, he added that Pac's tension with Snoop set off a chain of events that ultimately led to his untimely death. 
So those are the those are the theories around Tubek's death. People just refusing to believe that, very sadly, a 25 year old got tangled up in stuff and got shot and killed. Mm. And then the hologram happened oh, at Coachella yeah. 2012. Mm. Can you believe yeah. that was 2012? No. I mean, it's bad taste, but that feels like it was six Yesterday. months ago, let yeah. alone flipping however long. So, yeah, they brought him back to life with a hologram performance at Coachella in 2012, which is creepy. Weird. But, yeah, weird. so get this, July 2019, the latest. Seven years later. Seven years Seven. later. Oh, my Seven. God. Seven. <gasps> is on it. That was mm. nice. You're good. <laughs> You're good Cheers. at maths. Yeah. <laughs> good at dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the head for numbers. <laughs> so in July 2019, a former gangster linked to the murder of Tupac Shakur has sensationally revealed why the rapper was murdered in a drive-by shooting. So this is like t- a month ago, two mm. months ago. Mm. Dwayne Keith, Keith D. Davis, an uncle of prime suspect Orlando Anderson, mm-hmm. says he was in the car when one of his crew opened fire and he knows who pulled the trigger. So he has a new book out called Compton Street Legend. Keith D. reveals exactly why the rap star was shot. He writes, the shit was on. Tupac made an erratic move and began to reach down beneath his seat. It was the first and only time of my life I could relate to the police command to keep your hands where I can see them. Instead, pulled, instead of keeping his hands where he could see them, instead, Pac pulled out a strap and that's when the fireworks started. One of my guys from the back seat grabbed a Glock and started busting back. Keith D refused to reveal who fired the shot, saying it's for the streets, but in a previous taped confession under immunity, he claimed his nephew was responsible. Oh my God. AKA Orlando. Oh, right. Mm. So, Which is kind of already known. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was just Orlando Anderson. Sounds like it might be. Who's dead? Who's Who dead? got shot not long yeah. after. Yeah, so they exactly. probably knew it was him. Was it? Was he well, shot? yeah, he was shot quite soon afterwards. Yeah, was he shot by? Pax don't know. Does not does not say. Doubt it. But it's I, all you know. They don't do press releases around these. Things. No, no, hard no, to, no. Hard to get your info. They might now, but yeah. if it was this time, um, I went into a big Tupac and Biggie hole after listening to my now now favorite song of Tupac's, and like their fascinate their history is fascinating considering they were both babies. Yeah, like kids, yeah. small children. Mm. How old was Biggie? Biggie was not that much older than no, Pac. He, I mean, he looked it. He, he looked, looked much older. older. He'd yeah. lived a life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Pac was... He was, like, a really gifted child and he was really into poetry and, like, a really good mm. writer mm. and, like, a really forward-thinking mind. But also, he was quite um, homophobic, wasn't he, as well? Mm. There's some stuff about that. But, like, he was a very, very intelligent guy. Mm. And it's just really sad that they both died in horrible circumstances. But... um Obviously, there's much, much bigger things about what happened to them than just them being clever guys. But it's like a really interesting wormhole to find yourself in. Yeah, and there are there's wasn't there one really, really big podcast about basically Tupac and Biggie? But I was like, I don't need to go into all of that. It's more about why people just couldn't accept that he was dead. Yeah. He's still alive in Cuba. Maybe he is. I do enjoy a conspiracy theory about people still being alive. Mm. So for the hologram... Mm. Was it just based on... Tupac, yeah, it was just... <laughs> Tupac. Oh, right, right, right. Um, no, was it based on previous performances? It was like I basically believe, a video. I, I believe so, yeah. Right. What was the point? It's so weird. I would love they to know if Amy it actually one, went down they? well. Yeah. Well, it probably did to the fucking coked up white people in Coachella at the mm. time, but anyone with a normal brain, why would that be interesting? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it seems really creepy. It's like a, mu- a live music equivalent of a sex doll or something, isn't yes. it? Like it's not the real experience. And if I wanted to 
listen or watch Tupac singing, I'd just put YouTube on. Yeah. I don't have to be in a desert mm. with like a tiny skirt on to watch that. I just <laughs> sit in my room and watch YouTube. Better, that's better. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> Actually, it is, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's great. I love A, conspiracy theories, and B, 90s interesting murders. Yeah, mm. there you go. Not what I was expecting from you, Daily. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done, Daily. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Elves. Okay. Elves, bells. Good job that you said that you enjoy a conspiracy theory. <gasps> oh, shit. Because I've gone down a similar... She's got biggies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so, so good. Really good. I would actually love that. No. Oh. No, oh. oh, Elves. Mine's older. Ooh. King of rock and roll. <gasps> Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. I thought about doing Elvis Presley. Okay, fucking bros. Because some you, because I, I didn't. I didn't get the. I mean, I should have known, but yeah, we didn't. No, I, yeah, I do apologise. No, 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 it's fine. At the time, we were like, we'll get. I don't know what we were thinking. We were like, we were going to get Steve to ask you. <laughs> we were going to. I think we said something like, we'll get Elvis to text. We we deli- we'll message Elvis to message. I'm sure. Steve. I'm sure we you didn't, considered it. We didn't take our actions forward in a very. It's fine. Way. From from what I can garner. I mean, I know that you haven't done it. And I I'm haven't got this. Assuming that you've got this, we've Even both we've of ab- my stories. We've absolutely nailed it. So we're all fine. The one that I wanted to do, and then the one all that I decided up. to do today. Neither of them, Elvis or Biggie. So or Tupac. Or Tupac, in fact. Yeah. Fine, perfect, perfect, perfect. So we know that the story of Elvis is a relatively sad one. Mm. He was pretty big time. He had his fame. He had his fortune. He was a rock superstar, but he was also quite a sad person I think mm. like said that he always felt quite lonely do you know what I actually don't really know that much about that side at all I mean neither, don't, neither do don't I get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I'm not asking you to get into it which is a good job but like, you know I'm just saying I don't necessarily know that Can, is this the point where I say that I've been to Graceland yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You're going to correct me on everything. No, 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 no. Because I really wasn't... go back to my teenage roots on this, which is bare, min- bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of sadness chat at Graceland, but it was sad because he's buried there. Um, or is he? Or is he? Maybe. Oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Someone's buried there. Someone right. is. I went to Graceland and Heartbreak Hotel as part of my best ever holiday. Sorry, I've been on holiday with you two lots. But my road trip. Fucking rude. 25th birthday. We can we can top that. My favourite thing whenever I think of Elvis was Billy Connolly's line when he talks about the invention of rock and roll and he's talking about the 50s and he was like, the people were beige and the music was crap and then Heartbreak Hotel came along and changed everything and he's got this whole like skit about how Elvis changed the world. Mm, he was killing it. He was killing it. He was also addicted to opiates. Oh. Mm. Mm. And he didn't really take care of his house. So I think he sort of had sort of two sides. I think as a lot of performers do, the public persona and the what's going on behind it. Mm. So sadly, he died in 1977 and he was only 42, which in the context is, you know, 25 versus 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still really young. On the toilet? On, well... Well, that is the thing. So, and even more sadly, is that the story around how he died has come synonymous with him being on the toilet. I don't actually think he was found like on the floor. I think in a position that looked like he had been, possibly he was on the toilet and then fell forward. But obviously, there have been ongoing kind of jokes around him being on the toilet when he died, which is not the most dignified way no. to go. The actual like reason for his death, there's like a bit of weird mystery around it. Um, not mystery. I think what was given as his cause of death was like heart, like arrhythmia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there wasn't really any details released that it was actually due to all the drugs, prescription drugs that he was addicted to. But I sort of think, well, probably one that like leads to the other, right? Like you don't just die because you've taken too many drugs. You die because you take too many drugs and then something and then else happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually a heart attack. Yeah. Hmm. Did he also have towards his death because it was after his comeback I do like Elvis history stuff I feel like you're going to know so much more about this <laughs> no no no, no. Um, but um, also his because he had a terrible diet a lot because yeah. he got really fat lost loads of fat for his comeback and then got fat again his his diet like his diet was awful like his breakfast was like 4,000 calories and like his chef made some really bad stuff so like there was probably a bit of that as well as I mean drugs drugs are bad guys yeah drugs but are like bad, his but diet like, like yeah, his fries really peanut butter sandwiches and stuff yeah if you're all over the pre- place with Arteries your are clogged with what you're with, eating yeah. yeah then that's gonna have some impact on your on your body but the cause of death and whether there's mystery around it or whatever is not really the point we know kind of what happened to Elvis what I'm talking about is similarly the stories that followed his death in terms of people not wanting to believe that he had died. He's mm-hmm. still alive. He's still alive. So spottings of him have continued, I think right up until the like present day. I googled yeah, it so today. So what year was he born? He was born in 1935. So he would be like in his 80s. Yeah, same. he was. He would be, I wrote it down I think. He would be four. Yeah, possibly. Did I, write, did I not write it down? He was in um, Death He'd Becomes be a, at the... At the big banquet where they were. Oh, was he? Oh, was he? So it was like Mozart. Oh, amazing. What a film. That's the second time we've referenced it. Death Becomes a such a good film. So good. Yeah, we have to rectify that in our break. Yeah, he'd be 84. Yeah, yeah, 84. Um, So people felt that he'd probably actually faked his own death and he'd gone into hiding. And so there were different reasons for... Well, there's a theory as to why he might have done that and then there's also like theories as to what tells us that he's done that and also the famed sightings of him. In 1989, uh, the Elvis Sighting Society was created oh so they could keep track of all these sightings that were ha- that were Brilliant. being reported. Got too much time on your hands, just send it out there. Too much time, I would agree, yeah. yeah. So, some of the theories, going to go through them similarly. Oh. One that I like is that he is a, <laughs> an extra... In Home Alone. <laughs> Just really loved Macaulay Culkin. Hiding in plain sight. Literally <laughs> hiding in plain sight. In one of the most successful films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where you'd go though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this sense. is all about, he actually just, he wanted to be an actor and it was hard to transition. So <laughs> I'll just fake my own death and I'll start again. It's the only rational route. <laughs> it's the only rational route. So there's a scene in Home Alone where Macaulay Culkin's mum don't know what her name is. Well, she's in Shit's Creek. She's isn't like she? the mum, isn't she? She's and isn't she in um, Beetlejuice? So she's trying classic nineties American mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying desperately to get a ticket back home because obviously she went yeah. away and then realised that she left her son at home. <laughs> she Kevin! left a small child at home. Fine, yeah. fine. So in the back of that clip, there's a man with a beard who is queuing behind her at the I'm airport. Just look- I'm looking up. You're looking at the photo. Yeah. So, you can actually see the scene. I watched it today on YouTube. Amazing. Um, so, people think that this is Elvis. There is... Oh, he kind of does There is, Elvis. like, a bit where he does... Like, one particular... So, I watched the whole, like, actual scene, and it doesn't look like Elvis, and then he sort of moves his head, and he does look a bit I more like Elvis. I think he sort of does look like Elvis. He does a bit. I don't know, man. He does there, but there's other parts of it where he definitely doesn't. <laughs> 
he would be in that. I think I worked out that he would be fifty-five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But as we sort of touched on, slightly risky behaviour to go all the way to the trouble of faking your death and then and just being like, making going. sure you're absolutely on screen. Yeah, <laughs> I'd just be in Home Alone and like not even like re- like because that film. There's a lot of people in the background just like milling around. He is like, he's face the camera in it. for in a it. good yeah, five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. so sceptical. Other theories are that he was linked to the mafia. Mm, and needed to escape them. So a woman called Gail Brewer Giorgio, um, who wrote the best-selling book in 1988, Is I Was Alive? (laughs) (laughs) Clues in the title, yeah. yeah, Punchy. Said that she had pulled through thousands of FBI documents linked to FBI and came to the conclusion that actually Elvis Presley was an American hero because he had 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 to go into um, the witness protection programme because he'd been enlisted by the FBI in 1976 to infiltrate a criminal organisation called the Fraternity. Oh, this is going deep. This is complex. So FBI always, always involved in these things. So apparently the reason that Prezi volunteered for this is because he loves America. (laughs) And he respects the FBI. He'd already been in the fucking army. Like, I'm pretty sure he served his dues. (laughs) He doesn't need to then sign up. No. At the age of 40. So... The semi-logical part to that theory is that the FBI had approached uh, Elvis because he had been kind of involved with the fraternity because he um, had had, like, dealings with them when he sold them, like, an (laughs) aeroplane. What? But, like, when they found out he was a mole, they had to put him into a witness protection programme. Again, I would question why you would choose someone who was... Like, this is in 1976. Quite famous. (laughs) To be like... Pretty, pretty We'll just pop big. him in the witness protection program, and no one will know who he is. Isn't that there was? Wasn't there a similar theory about Bruce Lee that they talk about in the office, where it's like, oh, he was he went undercover in like the triads about who about Bruce Lee, and oh, it was really? like, oh yeah, because you would pick the most recognisable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that <laughs> yeah. makes a no, lot of sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You'd pick the, the best fighter <laughs> you could possibly find. Yeah, to put into a do that. The first theory about him faking his death came quite soon after his death when a man called John Burroughs bought a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires from Memphis Airport. Um, So the reports were that this man looked like Elvis. And not only that, but Elvis would use the name John Burroughs when he was booking into hotels on tour or whatever. That's interesting. Interesting. Again... Some holes, I would say. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one person yeah. called John Burroughs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you are faking your own death, it's, again, risky to be like, oh, this name that I've used throughout my career, I'll just go with that. Like, there's lots of names. You could probably choose an, another combination of two words. Yeah. Also, if he's got his own aeroplanes, why book on to... Well, maybe that's more suspect if you use taking care of business than I move his aeroplane. Oh, oh my God, squares! <laughs> oh, no, I can't believe I've done this. TCB. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> TCB. I've been on it, lads. I've been on that oh, aeroplane. No, I regret doing Elvis. <laughs> um, you're going to know. You're going to know that it's him. So maybe you'll get on oh, no, just like a normal normal. Jet. Maybe you are more incognito if you just get in a regular... Yeah, like oh, Elvis's flight. plane the day after he died landed in where where did where did John Burroughs go to so Buenos Aires yeah yeah. (laughs) fucking hell if you had a plane what would you call it I wouldn't have a private jet (laughs) you'd call it take care of business maybe two take care of business two I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd be Greta I'd get a boat 
I wouldn't have my own private oh, plane. Oh, nice way. I'd get a big train. Just build all the, build all the <laughs> rails. Build a big bridge. <laughs> fuck it. 7,000 miles. Yeah, fuck it. Build that. Another thing that I saw is that there's... It doesn't really explain a lot of detail around it, but there's a photo taken on what would have been his 82nd birthday in Graceland. Maybe you took it. <laughs> Maybe I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of a man with a white beard who's standing next to a security. People think it's Elvis. <laughs> Walking around the house that he did live in, but has... 75 tours a day there currently every single subtle. day again yeah. subtle, subtle lots of real yeah. subtlety happening incognito to be fair you aren't allowed in one half of Graceland because Elvis is still living in there he's probably still there mm, just wandering around just like in his pants fair probably having a lovely time um, and then there's also a theory about his gravestone. You probably know. I've this. been I've been to his gravestone. Do you I know theory? Fam- not famously. I can't because- believe you didn't do this story. <laughs> no. I took a picture of my friend Jodie because I went with Jodie and Nina, and I was like, Jodie, smile. And she's like, I'm, I'm at a gravestone. I'm not smiling. I was like, Oh yeah. It's like a really somber picture of her. It's just a terrible oh, sad. photo. Oh, Just doing thumbs down. Yeah. Oh, sad. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Turns basically. Out. Do you know the theory about the gravestone? Uh, no, tell me. So He's buried um, next to his kid, right? Or his mum? No, is it his twin? Oh, his, yeah, that's it. His his mum's other son, the yeah. twin. On the gravestone point, his middle name is Aaron, which is spelled A-R-O-N, but they spell it on the gravestone as double A-R-O-M. And some people think this was because he wanted to change his middle name so that it was more similar to his twin, which was Jesse Garren Presley. But other people think that the misspelling was intentional so that people would know that he actually faked his own death. So, mm. spelt wrong. so it wasn't really him in the grave. Because mm. the gravestone was Great theory. Wrong. Yeah. wrong. I think there's others, but they're the ones that I've brought to the table today. I love it. I, I love, love it. I love it so much. Do you have any more? No, I do think there was um, a thing about his manager not being a very good guy, much okay. similar to Suge Knight as well. That's um, weird, isn't it? Mm. but I'm not sure because the whole thing is like in the not very nice thing about Elvis is that he was obviously really really popular and really big and then he went a bit south I think maybe after he divorced Priscilla and he got really fat and then he did the comeback in 77 maybe like five years after he'd last been popular and it was really successful but everyone was like this is the end he's never going to be popular again he's going to be terrible and actually his comeback in Vegas was massive that's the white suit comeback Mm. oh and then um, he died not long after that but lots of like bad things about him were like well he would have declined quite rapidly because he had problems with his mental health and he had problems with Mm. addiction and food that he would have just this is not me saying this but lots of things said that the best thing that he did was to die so that there's that's why a lot of conspiracy theories came out that actually that's what he did to salvage his reputation and his potential money earning mm, right. because he his kind of stock was dwindling massively mm. in terms of his like ability because also he was of the time when lots of celebrities were becoming more vocal about their opinions on politics and it was like you know around Muhammad Ali and things like that and he was very adamant that he would never talk about his politics but he was obviously considered a massive Republican. Mm. Yeah, there was just lots of interesting things happening around that time. But lots of people say that the best thing that ever happened to him was him dying in 77 because it means that he's now still still this massive, massive Yeah, 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 yeah. Power, like people cut power off in their player. prime. They don't, they're not, they don't have the opportunity to yeah. turn to shit. And like, I think that you can, you can say that that's not necessarily true because you think like Mac is still relatively big, but he doesn't have the pull that, he, that John Lennon does, still does. Even though John Lennon was a wife beater and a terrible human being, mm. John Lennon's still revered. So mm. there's lots of arguments. Graceland is a great place to go. Nice one, Els. 
Squares, why don't you hit us with the story? Squares, stop talking about Elvis and start talking about your own story. Okay. Mine is much similar to your story in the first celebrity special about curses. Oh. What did I do? Oh, yeah. You did yeah. the omen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine is the curse of the Kennedys. Oh. So Love the, it. The Kennedy family. Excited. Big guys. Big guys in um, the political sphere in America. So we all know, in theory, who JFK is. Yeah. Assassinated president. And then famously Robert Kennedy was Bobby. Assass- Bobby Kennedy was assassinated not long after him. So there was this whole concept about the Kennedy curse that came out and famously it was brought to light in 1969 when Ted Kennedy was involved in a bad accident and he is reported as saying on the night of the incident he wondered whether some awful curse did actually hang over all of the Kennedys. So this I mean, is you would. It's logical. It's a logical conclusion. It is because I'm going to go through everything that's happened to that fucking family, including Jeez. something that's happened this year. Shit. Which goes to show that their family is cursed or <laughs> victim of very bad luck. So the incident that happened in 1969 that kind of put together this idea of a curse is the I can't pronounce this very well, but the Chappaquiddick incident, which is when Ted Kennedy accidentally drove his car off a bridge on the Chappaquiddick Island and it fatally trapped his 28-year-old passenger, Mary Jo Kopench, inside. Oh, um, God. So it was a late-night accident that was caused by Ted Kennedy's negligence and resulted in the death of his passenger, Mary. According to his testimony, he accidentally drove his car off the one-lane bridge and into the tide-swept Poocher Pond. He swam free, left the scene, and did not report the accident to the police for 10 hours. Mm. Mary died inside the fully submerged vehicle. Oh, my God. Obviously, the story became global news and is believed to have influenced Kennedy's, Kennedy's decision not to campaign for president in 72 or 76. He eventually pled guilty to a charge of leaving the scene of the accident causing personal injury. In his televised statement a week later, Ted stated that on the night of the incident, he wondered whether some awful curse did actually hang over the Kennedys. Oh, my goodness. So, let's go back to the start. Ted Kennedy was... A brother? Yes, brother yeah. of JFK, JFK. and, and, okay. and Bobby. Yeah. yeah. So, back to the start. So, Joseph Patrick Kennedy, who is the dad of JFK right. and RFK, was killed in August 1944 during World War II, and he was just 29 years old. He tragically died when his bomber aircraft exploded over Suffolk during the Second World War. He had completed 25 combat missions and was eligible to return home, but decided to fight on... Suffolk in the UK? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, because they came over, didn't they, to help us? Mm. (laughs) Us, us, us three for this podcast. Um, (laughs) He was posthumously awarded the Navy Cross Air Medal and the Purple Heart Medal for his heroics. He was the eldest of nine children born to Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. and Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. So... Next on the list of curses, cursed people, Kathleen Kennedy, who was the daughter of Joseph Sr. and Rose Kennedy, died in a plane crash four years after her high-profile wedding to the Marquis of Hartington. Um, While working with the Red Cross, she began a romantic relationship with Lord Hartington, whom she married in 1944. He was killed on active service in Belgium only four months later. Shit. Kathleen, who was only 28 at the time, then died in a plane crash in May 1948, flying to the south of France while on vacation with her new partner, quick, 
Ah, uh, four years later, fine. Um, the eighth Earl Fitzwilliam. August 9th, 1963, Patrick Bouvier Kennedy died of infant respiratory distress syndrome two days after his premature birth. Oh, God. Um, which itself occurred on the 20th anniversary of his father's World War II rescue after the sinking of the motor torpedo boat. This is a lot. It's a lot going on in one yeah. family. That's only the third it? thing as well. Yeah. Jackie missed the funeral because she was still recovering from the C-section at Otis Air Force Base. So she, he was one of the children from of, of JFK and Jackie. Right. Um, and he died a couple of days after he was born. And then, well, a couple of months later in November, JFK was assassinated in Dallas, as we all know, by Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald, A couple of months after? Yeah, so August 9th, 1963, Patrick died, and then November 22nd, 1963, JFK died. Fucking hell! Oh, God, how did he get through that? You just... You don't. He's dead, but Jackie... Jackie, To lose your son two days old and then lose your husband... A Three few months, months later. Yeah, it's, it's mad. Um, it's been hellfire. Oswald was shot dead by Jack Ruby two, two days later before he could stand trial. In 1964, the Warren Commission cl- concluded that Oswald was the lone assassin, but in 1979, the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations, HSCA, That's, which is interesting. Feels like that shouldn't need to be a committee, but... Well, there was is. a lot of assassinations for a while, though, wasn't yeah. it? Like, over a hundred-year period, there was attempted in quite a lot. Anyway, um, they concluded that the assassination was the result of a conspiracy and that Oswald did not act alone, which I feel like that's not, like, popular agreement. That's not out there, is it? Yeah. It's like yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald k- killed JFK. Like, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, everyone said on the grassy knoll there was... Let's not get into that conspiracy side of things. I'd be here all day. So June 5th, 1968, so this is five years later, US Senator Robert F. Kennedy, JFK's brother, was assassinated by Sirhan Sirhan in LA immediately following his victory in the California Democratic presidential primary. So obviously at the time, he was you know, pipped to be the the next potential president after yeah. JFK and obviously coming from a very, very well-stocked family. Sirhan pleaded guilty to Robert's murder and is serving a life sentence at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility. And there's lots of details about why he did that and I won't go into that, but there's lots of details about that as well. April 25th, 1984, so nearly 20 years later, just under 20 years later, David A. Kennedy, who was the son of Robert F. Kennedy, died of a cocaine and pethidine overdose in palm beach florida in a hotel room december 31st 1997 michael lemoyne kennedy a lawyer and activist also a son of robert f kennedy died in a skiing accident in aspen colorado july 16th 1999 john f kennedy jr died obviously jfk's son i think he was must have been the first one when his plane he was pilot so he was piloting um, crashed into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Martha's Vineyard due to his own error and spatial disorientation. So he basically just bugged out at the controls and mm, and, and crashed it. Oh, his wife and sister-in-law were also on board and also immediately died. September 16th, 2011, Cara Kennedy, who was the niece of JFK, died of a heart attack while exercising in a Washington, D.C. health club. At the age of 51. Fuck. Um, she had reportedly suffered from lung cancer nine years earlier, but she had recovered after the removal of part of her right lung. Um, May 16th, 2012, Mary Richardson Kennedy died by suicide on the grounds of her home in Bedford, Westchester County, New York. I think she was the estranged wife of one of the sons of JFK. Um, and then 
on August 1st, 2019, so last month, Saoirse Rosin Kennedy Hill, the 22-year-old granddaughter of Robert F. Kennedy, was found dead of a suspected drug overdose at the Kennedy compound in Hyannis Port, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, where she was staying with, like, her 91-year-old aunt. Oh, gosh. Um, And they found her and they couldn't really do anything about her. So those are all the deaths... But there are lots of other incidents that are suspect and also said to be part of the cursed. And the most interesting one, which is at the top of the list, is one that I've been really fascinated about for a really long time. So, And it's also like a story that's really interesting because you were talking about the FBI and things that happen and then you find out more about it later after the kind of files are declassified and things mm-hmm. like that. So in 1941, Rosemary Kennedy, who was often believed to have been intellectually disabled, so she would have been JFK's sister, mm-hmm. um, she and due to her severe mood swings and the worry that she would damage, and there was worry that she would damage the Kennedy family reputation, her father, Joseph Sr., arranged in secret for her to undergo a lobotomy. Oh, my God. So this was in, well, yeah, the 40s. She obviously was either on the spectrum or she had some kind of um, mental disability and wasn't like the other kids. So they didn't know what to do. Having lots of money, they were recommended to have a lobotomy. Fucking hell. The lobotomy instead left her unable to walk or speak. Um, And as a result, Rosemary remained institutionalised until her death in 2005. That's so tragic. But... Rosemary's condition inspired her sister Eunice to initiate the Special Olympics in 1962. So the Special Olympics because of is because of Rosemary Kennedy to the um, Paralympics. Yeah, is it? Is it not? It's so called, called so, it's called something else in the, in the states. I think Special yeah, Olympics. We have the, the Paralympics, Paralympics but it's basically yeah the the Olympics for less able bodied people. And there's I think there's a lot more into this. I think it's quite a, an interesting wormhole if you want to go into it on the internet. But basically, there was a lot of guilt in the family by not obviously the people that did it, the dad, but the the younger siblings who just realised she just wasn't she wasn't you know mentally competent and she wasn't you know necessarily well like everybody else and they really rejected the idea that she was given a lobotomy to help her it was more to kind of keep things quiet and not have shame brought upon the family but of that horrific thing that happened the special olympics slash the paralympics to become part of it that's that's obviously a lovely thing to to happen but the fact that rosemary had to go through all of those kinds of things is still pretty horrific because it absolutely worsened her condition and ultimately the things that she could have been reported reported upon, especially because she was a woman, where it necessarily mm. wouldn't have been the same thing if she was a man, might have been relatively not that severe, but because obviously it was of that time. Anyway, that's a really interesting thing to look into if you're so inclined. December 19, 1961, Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. suffered a massive stroke which left him paralysed on his right side. Thereafter, he suffered asphasia, which severely affected his ability to speak. June 19th, 1964, US Senator Ted Kennedy, as we know, Mm. ooh, another one, (laughs) was involved in a plane crash in which one of his aides and the pilot were killed. Ted was pulled from the wreckage by fellow Senator Birch Bay and spent weeks in hospital recovering from a broken back, a punctured lung, broken ribs and internal bleeding. So that was five years before his car accident in 69, um, where he was responsible for somebody's death. August 13th, 1973, Joseph P. Kennedy the second was the driver of a jeep that crashed and left his passenger pam kelly paralyzed david a kennedy was also injured november 17th 1973 
Edward M. Kennedy Jr., lots of juniors in this family, then aged 12, had to have his right leg surgically amputated Oof. due to bone cancer. He underwent a long, difficult, experimental two-year drug treatment to cure the cancer. And then April 1st, 1991, William Kennedy Smith was arrested and charged with the rape of a young woman at the Kennedy Estate in Palm Beach, Florida. The subsequent trial attracted extensive media coverage. Smith was eventually acquitted. I mean, that feels less like bad luck and more, and like, more like being a rapist. Well, yeah, that definitely. But I also feel like the whole the whole story, the whole kind of list mm. of incidents is less like bad luck and more that it's a fucking massive family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of and, and they're famous and it gets And they're famous yeah. and they've got old, lots of wealth which leads to drugs. They've got lots of um, privilege, privilege to, to... Your own planes. Yeah, to have your own planes, to have reckless abandonment when it comes to driving cars or boats or things like that. Um, and also just statistics, where if you've got a big enough family, certain things are going to happen to them on a regular basis. Obviously, assassinations aside. Mm. I think that's our episode title, assassinations aside. Fine. Notwithstanding assassinations. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there we go. I've just found it really, really fascinating. And I think that everybody has knowledge of JFK's assassination and also mm. RFK's assassination. What does the F stand for? John Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald! Oh. Fucking hell, because Fitz from Scandal is named after him. How do I not know this? <laughs> You're number one. Fuck. I should have known this. <laughs> Bloody Tony Goldwyn. Anyway, there's the interesting slash short version of the Kennedy Cats. That's very good. Great choice. Great, 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 great choice. Should we go into our final girl crush of the season? Final girl crush of the season. Daily, kick us with it. Hit us with it. Kick us with it. Kick it us. I am going to wrap up this season of What A Way To Go with my girl crush being Zendaya. Ah. Because... Oh yeah, sorry. Just to explain, girl crushes can oh, yeah. be it's it's intended to lighten the mood. Normally we talk about slightly more depressing subjects. Um it's intended to lighten the mood and talk about women that we like for whatever reason. It can be very, very deep, it can be very strategic, it can just be very shallow. It could just depend on what we're watching. And I'm currently watching Euphoria. Yeah. It's about teens, millennial teens, or no Gen Z teens. I actually haven't heard of it. Oh, okay. It's really good. Like it's it's quite like it is really good and like it looks amazing and it's really kind of like sexy and there's loads of like drugs. It's good very eye excellent eye makeup. It reminds me of old Larry Clark films like kids. Isn't it lots of people are comparing it to skins as well? I never massively watched skins. No, I didn't watch skins. It could be a bit like it's teenagers having sex and taking drugs. That sounds like skins, yeah. yeah. Okay. So and it's good. I really enjoy it. I wouldn't necessarily be like, it's the best programme I've ever seen. Yeah. But it is. But I, I, it. I enjoy watching yeah. it. And anyway, Zendaya is in it and she's like the main star and she's like an ex-Disney... She's only about sort of 20... She's like, uh, it's 22 or something. Yeah, yeah. And I've been vaguely aware of her through sort of just pop culture seeping into my brain. Yeah. And I think she was like a... She had a massive show on the Disney Channel when she was a kid. So she's really... She's got like 60 million Instagram followers. Yeah. Like she's very, very popular in her generation, but I've never really... I was like, well, I'm sort of vaguely It's not our her. thing, really. But she is... 
fucking brilliant. She's really, she? really good. Like as an actress, or actor, she's so she plays kind of like a drug addict who's falling in love with her best friend, and this is not a spoiler. And she's just fucking brilliant. Like really, 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 really good. And I kind of approached it because I was like, oh, what's this euphoria thing about? I was like, oh, this is quite good. And then I was like, God, Zendaya is amazing. Very nice. Good one. Yeah. The only thing I've seen her in is um. The Greatest Showman. <laughs> oh, that's what. Yeah, I think she got really popular off the back of that as well, didn't she? Yeah, she was. She was singing. In that, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that someone with Hugh Jackman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hugh massive. Jackman. Zach, I never watched. Are you alive? <laughs> what do you mean? I never watched it. I knew what it was. I never watched. I've it. never seen it, but yeah. I know yeah. about it. I, I mean, I like musicals. It was fine. Anyway, Zendaya was good in that, and that's yeah. the only thing I've seen her in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really good in Euphoria. Is she? Really, really good. Maybe I should watch it. It sounds like the kind of thing I'd quite if, like. If you've got now TV, just be a problem. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Else, who's your girl crush? This may resonate more with UK listeners than US listeners, but um, essentially UK politics is a dump total fire. fucking shit show at the moment. Um, and it is getting worse with glimmers of hope, but mm, who knows? And so I have been avidly refreshing Twitter and looking at different articles because I kind of had a bit of a weird moment where I felt like I wasn't really on top of what was going on and I'm never going to be the most on top person but just to a point where I couldn't really contribute to a conversation so I've tried to rectify that this week and what a week to try and rectify it it's changing by the minute by the literal minute yeah. and I've got time to I've got time to <laughs> refresh Twitter by the minute uh, so Jess Phillips who is an MP for the Labour Party who is pretty outspoken she's very normal. accessible she's normal yeah. she talks in language that we understand rather than using weird alliteration and draping herself across the front branches like Jacob oh Reesborg, my god I can't see that picture the most again on Twitter I can't I've ever see seen. all I want from a politician is someone that says negotiation instead of negotiation yeah 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 like that's all I've ever wanted sorry yeah. is that he, that's how he says it Every, every politician says negotiation. Every politician says negotiation. Everyone. That to but me is the biggest signifier of whether you're a fucking human being or not. <laughs> but that's why Fair I really good, like good. Jess going viral this week because she says anything. Yeah, anything. Which is that's what I want. More politicians say anything. Of what my friends say. Anything. And or, or anything. Everything, whatever. It's just well, a she's got a regional accent. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't put on airs and graces. Yeah, yeah, is the yeah. Point. Because she's got a regional accent, and because that's where she comes from, and that's the people that that's she represents, she and that's and that's exactly well, she's not what, of it. what politics should be. You elect somebody because they speak for who you are. That's what it should be. What it is is people just fighting to be the top person without seemingly a regard for actually what they're supposed to be there for. But so. During all the stuff in Parliament this week, she sort of stood up and very passionately spoke to the government around what they've done. And it's all the ins and outs of what's going on in British politics, which people will probably follow to very different degrees. Degrees, And it's too much to kind of go into. But she just she does. She she's, she stands up for what she believes in. She doesn't let people get her down. And she gets a lot of shit, like a lot she gets of so much shit. shit. And she doesn't let, I'm sure it does get to her, but she doesn't ever show that. She spoke very passionately and emotionally. And actually, you get a lot of people that would criticise people for kind of showing that level of emotion. But that's what we're talking about at the moment. That's where we are in British politics. I'd rather have a politician that shows emotion and mm, cares about yeah, what yeah, happens yeah. to either her and all her constituents than yeah. people like he who shall not be named that drapes himself across a fucking... 
leather-clad bench. Politics is bullshit, man. Like, I fucking hate what's happening at the moment in the UK. Yeah. It's beyond me. When I win, um, actually, when I win the Euro Millions tomorrow night, n- listeners, you'll listen to this next week, and I will have already won the Euro Millions. <laughs> so it's like 130 million. Oh, great. Fuck. I'll be, I'll be doing something to, like, help everybody, basically. So... We'll e- email in, okay. pitch what you want. No, I'll probably don't give it to you. Invite that because I'll give it to everyone. 130 million. I'll be giving away like 80. Just of make, it. make a massive foundation. Put loads of money into it. Make me the foundation manager. That's that's what I'll yeah. do daily, definitely, definitely. And then no one's getting any money. No, because you can give some to them and then that's fine. fine. Anyway, finally, my girl crush is not one person, but three people. Oh, greedy. Is it three of us? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, can no. I put myself <laughs> in a girl crush? That's weird. That would be weird, yeah. Um, Mine is The Staves. Oh, okay. Which is a band that I've loved for a very, very long time. I know you've spoken about... I don't really know them, but yeah, I know you've yeah. spoken about I them. I just love them. They are three sisters from Watford, and I saw them six, seven years ago supporting a band, and they're just beautiful, beautiful singers, and they play guitars and are lovely, and they're, like, folky, so they've done... They've been produced by people that have produced... Ryan Adams, we don't talk about him anymore. But like Bonivar and things <laughs> like cancelled. that. He's cancelled. Um Bonivar and people like that. Um and people that have worked with Connor Roburst. And I just think they're brilliant. And then I found out this week that one of the sisters is pregnant and that's really lovely. I don't know why, I don't know them. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> congratulations. She's really pregnant, Emily, um, and I guess that she won't be doing singing and that for a while, but that's fine good have a baby that's fine um and then i saw them i saw them live last year i went to like a christmas concert in hackney art not earth so yeah yeah, yeah, hackney earth sorry yeah and it was it was was like recently opened and it was so beautiful and i went with my boyfriend steve we managed to get a seat we had like a pint of beer i think i cried like seven times (laughs) it was just so nice they were amazing voices and they sang some new songs and some old songs that i've literally been singing forever and they had a christmas song that they released last year called Home Alone 2, which is interesting because Elvis was in Home Alone. Ah, um, he was. He yeah, was. Famously, he was. And I just think they're brilliant. And like, it kind of blows my mind how massive Haim got. Mm. And I'm not saying that the Staves are better than Haim, but like the Staves have been around a lot longer and they've got beautiful voices and it is so up my alley. It's not even fair, but they're brilliant and I really love them and I would love people to listen to them more because they're great and now Emily's got another mouth to feed I think more people should stream their songs so they get a bit more money from Spotify you know anyway the staves they are the jam I love them beautiful lovely reasoning yeah man anyway that's it then that's it episode 40 thank you so much thank you for listening for listening thanks really appreciate it as always yeah so we're on a break for a while no definite date when we're coming back but it will be this year in theory so don't don't worry too much um we won't go without missing you wishing you a merry christmas um in the meantime if you want to get in touch please email us at whataway_pod at gmail.com <laughs> i've not said it in a while whataway_pod so. at gmail.com so if you've got a story that you would like to tell actually if you're in london and you want to be part of the podcast hit us up we can work something out we're we'll already lining our... up some people that are going to be so next season is going to look a little bit different it's going to be like guest hosts i mean well that's it <laughs> that's how it's going to look different. guest hosts and also real life stories we yeah. really want to dial that up next series um 
There's such a wealth of things that we get told in passing that we would love to make more of a focus of the podcast. Yeah. We will still be here. The three of us will still be here. Our inane, boring chat and banter will still be here. Don't worry about it. But we're just going to kind of mix it up a little bit with some additional people and special guests. But yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Maybe I'll put up a picture of me at Graceland. Do it. For nice. this episode. I'm putting a picture of Elvis in Home Alone. Yeah, you can decide. Is it him or not? I yeah. feel like it is. I don't think it is. Tell all your friends, get them to listen to us. We've had a massive influx of listeners lately, actually. So if you've been recommending us to your pals, thank you so much. Keep doing it and then get them to give us five-star reviews on iTunes because that is good and we love it. Um, um, but we'll see you in episode 41 whenever that is. Thank you so much for yourselves. listening thank and you. each other. Have a nice autumn. Enjoy much. all the... I love autumn. You do, don't you? Get a pumpkin. You fucking love autumn. Get a pumpkin, mates. Go for a lovely walk in the um, leaves. Orange leaves. Yeah. And um, buy some jumpers. Oh, yeah. Get some great Maybe like in. secondhand or whatever just because like fast fashion. Sustainable, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. See you later, Bye. Bye. Bye.